0: Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host this evening. I'm a host every evening. i pretty much. And um, There are a couple that have been hosted by other people, um, but uh, um, it really is a couple. And we are on episode 100 of Driving More Show, which is, uh, yeah, I guess a kind of milestone. Um, but uh, there's been many more shows than that because it used to be called the Hash Rugby Chat and what we kicked off in uh, uh, 2017, um with the um during the lions tour so we've been going for a long long time but hey since we've rebranded it i've, I've changed the name when uh using sports radio uh kicked off um because we're gonna have uh, multiple different um uh, uh sports um shows uh then um yeah so it's been called driving more since then so that's 100 episodes uh so yes tap them back well done keep it going um Big thank you goes to all the uh, patrons or supporters um, of New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, the uh, because uh, a couple of things have just come through the post. Yes, the uh, Lumina um, webcam. Um, it's, it says uh, um, the the webcam reinvented. Apparently, well, there you go. Um, which is what I'm using right now. This one is for um, for Stephen Harris. So, um, thank you so much, folks. Uh, support um, patrons. Who support us, uh, you can see the link there at the bottom of the screen. Uh, if you're watching, if you're not and you're listening to the podcast, it's patreon.com forward slash nz sport radio. So, um, thank you, um, everybody who has uh, helped fund the uh, the cameras for the shows. Um, uh, what we're we going to talk about this week, um, predominantly the uh, super rugby. might have a quick uh touch on a bit of club rugby, and what I've been up to um this weekend, um, gone, uh, as um, as well as running through a few uh, news items that are on the old um, old old wires recently. Um, so looking at it, Tony Brown is uh, leaving the Highlanders at the end of oh, well, I'm going to bring solo tonight because unfortunately um, Stephen Harris uh, and Deboa are both busy uh, and can't so can't join me and all the rest have flaked out as well lightweight, anyway, uh, Tony Brown will be leaving um, the Highlanders at the end of the season when his contract comes up for renewal. They've said they're looking internally and externally and um, Clark Dermondy has confirmed his interest in that role, so we'll see who takes over uh, down at some of the Highlanders. Um, obviously, a tough season for them um, this year, even though they did pick up the win at some um, of the weekend. Um, Tony Brown, uh, coming under a bit of criticism, um, and someone that I personally think is a fantastic coach and uh, was kind of an excellent Wayne Smith of his generation. Um, so I had someone I thought should be in the All Black setup as an assistant coach, um, but we'll see if that's uh, ever. Um, happen, happens um on, on that side of things um on the uh the more um uh, the, 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 on the kind of the more local front simon uh, good evening um great to have you joining us just told us that uh Rotary will not be hosting any MPC matches this year due to um delayed groundworks uh, due to covid um i'll be honest roadary is not my favorite stadium because it's so cold uh, in that one so i'll be honest not too upset about that one um, but uh, it will be interesting to see what Bay of Plenty do because their ground in Tarong, which where I assume they're hosting all of their games that they can do, doesn't have any floodlights. So um, basically, they can't do Friday night games um, or Saturday night games for that matter. So we'll see how that impacts Bay of Plenty's games and scheduling this year, whether they have to go somewhere else um, for games. So I'll keep an eye out for that. And hopefully that you guys know, I'll give an update next week. On that one, uh, Bay of Plenty is one of the super one of the sorry NPC provinces that I and, F- and Fair um, that I cover, um, along with um, Waikato uh, counties, Manukau, Auckland, North Harbour, and uh, Northland. So um, yeah, your money also your uh, support also helps Kave petrols get around those games as well. So um, yeah, um, obviously a, a shame for Simon who lives in Rotorua. um but I say not my favourite stadium because it's so cold. Um, in that uh, uh, in uh, that stadium um in other news then um the uh, Fiji and um uh the uh and Australia have had a uh, a women's um test match uh, the first test match for the Wallabies in 956 days and uh, with the rugby world cup coming up boy oh boy do they need some game time um, they beat Fiji 36 to uh, 19 in this one. Remember, Fijiana um, beat the Waratahs in Super W, so um, a uh, look at look a decent so or, or a good challenge for them to kick things off. They got Japan before they head into the um, Pacific Fours uh, with uh, New Zealand, uh, Canada, and the USA. They're being held here in New Zealand. Hopefully, I'll be getting along to those games I need to apply for my media access to those games in Tauranga, Auckland, and Pongarei. Uh, uh, on uh, that one um the uh and then um someone also points out some news around the uh, black lions from georgia who have won the european super cup so uh, congratulations to them uh, beating a team from Portugal, 1715 um and there's also been other european action going on as the quarterfinals of uh, the european main european competitions have been taking place uh with one of them even ending in a, uh, well, ending in a draw after extra time, meaning that it was a penalty goal shootout um, between um, the two sides, to lose and Zanagon Blankets, the other team was now. Um, I'll be honest, uh, not been following the European competitions too closely um, this year, but uh, those are reaching the pointy end. Um, I did have a friend get in touch via, um, uh, what's, uh, via Twitter, uh, on the old dms the dms on twitter at driving mall um, are um, open if you want to get in touch ask me why were the chiefs being so uh inconsistent this year and we've been talking about that about the level of super rugby this year uh, how it might not be at the start especially during the early rounds not at the stands we've seen from previous years um, and uh, a lot of that comes down to well the number of players that have been used uh the um there's an article in stuff saying that um the hurricanes have used 50 players this year including nine hookers uh, Moana, uh have had 50 players in I think they've played 48 or something like that um was the um uh, their for, for for that one um so uh it is a um it's it is a lot of players that have been used well beyond the 37 38 that you have uh, that's uh, they, that they're allowed to have in an actual squad uh, who are fully contracted players so players coming in uh, who are haven't had done pre haven't done preseason um haven't been around the squad uh, so hence there's going to be less connect, not as uh, joined up uh, and play and play and yeah they are going to look um, and, and be um, less consistent um sorry if you're listening on the podcast having a drink of uh, beer there to during my um uh, my during my chats the other point is also Around the age of these players, Super Rugby squads are very young with very little experience. If we take the Chiefs squad, for example, we're like, oh, look, they've got three All Blacks locks. They do. Um, In uh, Brady Ritalik, who's uh, 30, just 30, Vaayi, and also Josh Lord, Toku Vai, that is. But of the other four locks that are in there, along with Brady Ritalik, the oldest one is 23 very little experience um, at all uh, and if you look through their squad now I've not clicked on every single one to check all the ages um, but I believe they've only got four players who are 30 or over um, in Angus to other um, Brodie Retallick uh, Sam Kane uh, and Brad Webber and currently Brody Retallick and Brad Webber are injured so it's a very very young um, squad um, as well you compare that to someone like um, Leinster um, for example, and again, I've not gone through all this to find out all the 30-year-olds, but you've got players like Johnny Sexton, um, players like Dave Kearney, who are still around, uh, um, and uh, a lot more players who are over 30 and have that experience. So when you do lose a couple of players, um, uh, and, and also you're playing around, playing with, each, playing together for a long time, um, you're going to have that more um, consistency. You're not going to have the same, uh, have the same problems that. Uh, these super rugby teams have which are very they're very young uh, they're going to be inconsistent uh, as the players learn about how to put out consistent performances themselves never mind as a team um it's, again, it's have got topoa it's against all because they had like two seasons of super rugby under his belt so um uh, the the uh, of, of being a full time professional um so these players are a lot to uh, uh, you're going to get inconsistent performances from them um, because so many players do obviously now go overseas um, from New Zealand at a younger age. It's not just the guys who are in their thirties. Um, You've got people, players who are in the mid-twenties mid who are going... And I've hopefully got the music in time, for that cough there. Um, and so, yeah, the experience in these squads is very young uh, There are some players who come back and do come back into the squad. Um, Evans down there in Highlands, for example, uh, Hickey, who's playing for the uh, Crusaders. Um, but uh, on the whole, uh, it's young players coming through and uh, part of that uh, talent um also oh, i've got the word is now um thing that, uh, that churns through these players but it doesn't mean that they are very young um, and there isn't necessarily the same i said there isn't the same uh, level of uh, uh, of experience within these squads and for the younger players to learn from um, as well so as Simon says yeah the super Rugby could turn into a development competition for um, the richer, rich, richer leagues around the world, in well, the Viva Premiership, uh, those the top fourteen. Also, the top league in Australia, maybe even sorry, Australia in Japan, a major, league, maybe even major league rugby in uh, the states as well. So, um, what I hope to do is uh, have is to go through the Super Rugby squads and actually and sort of figure out their ages um, of those squads, and you can, you can see how young they really are. Anyway, let's get on to um, the weekend's games then. And we kicked off on uh, Friday night with the uh, Blues versus the uh, Rebels. Um, as you already probably know, this one finished 71 to 28, an absolute uh, 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 display of rugby um, from the Blues. And that's after going down 14-0 in the first six minutes. Um, obviously, the, a line-out mess-up. And then an interception gave those two tries to the Rebels. So it wasn't like they, they were, uh, the Rebels had constructed those tries. Um, sure, there's, they'd have to be applying the pressure uh, to get those mistakes. But still, they came from the Blues mistakes and the Blues tidied things up from there. Within four, within uh, oh, 14 minutes, it was 14 um, all. I remember tweeting out during this game, wow, uh, it's gone boring. We've not had, a, not had a try for six minutes. And yeah, this was packed with scores, particularly in that first half. Uh, and you know, so the Blues, um, ran away with it from there. Uh, you can really see it in just their ability to run with the ball. Uh, the um, average meters per carried for the Blues is nearly six meters, um, where it's just a three or under three for uh, the Rebels. So, nearly so, twice as much per carry you get in meters um, by the Blues, and they carried it more as well. Um, so, even though in that second half, the Rebels had 60% territory and 52% of the possession. Still, um, they weren't doing as much with it um, as the uh, the Blues were. Hatricks for um, Rico Wani uh, in there. Uh, and this was a weekend for um, Hattricks. Uh, when we look at the uh, Crusaders and uh, the Hurricanes also putting up big scores. But the biggest one of the weekend was by the Blues in that 71 um, to 28 um, there. So, yep. Uh, look, the rebels are improving, but when they're up against uh, one of the sort of one of the top teams in this competition, um, which is basically yeah, your Blues, your Crusaders, Hurricanes, and oh, sorry, Blues, Crusaders, um, Brumbies, uh, and uh, um, Chiefs, uh, that um, yeah, they, they were never going to be in this uh, competitive in this one. Um, so well done to the Blues. One of the best performances they put together um, for a very very long time. Um, Talia's finish uh, was uh, was 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 particularly good uh, in the corner. When I watched it in real time, I thought he put it down the line, but um, when it was slowed down, um, great try there. Uh, he's also just done an interview on the Wasalad podcast, um, uh, and uh, to listen to him and how uh, focused he is uh, on his rugby is uh, is really impressive. There are other players, um, you listen on that when you think yeah, you're not that professional. Um, sure you're paid to play rugby um but some um, some of the stuff you do doesn't necessarily uh, yeah let's say but he looks really he sounds very very focused uh and uh yeah impressive um person um from listening to that uh, that interview and uh uh yeah good um good to see him finishing there uh he, he's finishing that that, that that try there um interesting of um, south african and samoan descent um so down from south africa i'm from samoa um, but, but a Kiwi being brought up in uh, uh, been brought up in New Zealand. Um, the uh, Blues now actually now I've got it wrong, uh, wrong. It's the Crusaders who are now heading over to the Rumbies. It's not the Blues. Blues go to uh, Canberra in uh, in two weekends' time, um, don't they? Um, this uh, coming weekend they host the Reds, who uh, let's be honest, coming off the back of that loss to the Highlanders, nineteen to twenty-seven. Um, boy, uh, they're in a bit of trouble right now. Now, clearly, missing uh, Topu, uh, the, the, the prop who's a fantastic and um, player, uh, but he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, missing James O'Connor as well. Uh, they're missing key personnel again, young side, missing key personnel, uh, in trouble. But this was one they should that uh, really got away from them. Um, a yellow card or two yellow cards for um, the uh, the Highlanders, both of which could have been reds to be honest with you. Um, the uh, referee really looking to uh, find reasons to downgrade them. Uh, was it shoulder to shoulder, and then was it shoulder and then shoulders head with the contact? But um, anyway, there's no arms in it. Um, yeah, so, so that could have been a, that could very. The first one could easily have be been red. Second one, the tip tackle. The only reason that guy doesn't land on his head is because he put, puts his arms out and saves himself. Um, so two times there where he could have could very easily have gone red instead. Um, Reds didn't. Uh, Reds quickly took advantage of that and got themselves five 0 up. But didn't really take full advantage of having those two men um, down, um, two men up in this one. Um they uh pulled out a 12 0 lead. Um, Amanga Jensen got the uh Highlanders back into this, and it was 12 10 at half time. So I think the Highlanders have been very happy with that, just trained two points um, with those two yellow cards. And then in the second half, um, they uh what's the rep the um, Reds scored first. The uh, the the Highlanders came back to win it not, uh, nineteen to um, twenty seven. So, um, uh, some real bit of magic by Fakatava put Gregory in. Um, lovely inside pass there. Some some magic hands. Uh, so, but so, yeah. So in, well done for the Highlanders. Not one that I expected to be honest. Even with the Reds missing those players, but I think we yes the Reds are going to struggle for the rest of the season, which basically leaves the Brumbies as the only um, contender. Um, for the uh, for, for for them in this one um looking at um, some of the stats and the on all honesty, this the, the stats are pretty even between the reds and highlanders so it just came down to execution and uh, taking opportunities um uh, in this one um so yes the highlanders uh, will make the um i think they will get into the playoffs especially with that win now under their belts uh they've got they've got some the uh, easier um kind of run in from now on, they got the Western Force um at home, uh, followed by the Waratahs at home and then away to the Rebels. So three games that they could very uh, definitely win um uh, to, to finish things off. They've they played the hardest of the uh Australian sides and as they have the perfect run in to keep themselves in the um, the playoffs, possibly traveling up travelling or pro- probably travelling um in the quarterfinals, so away from home, but at least they'll be there. Uh, moving on then to Saturday, and I was driving for this one between the Moana and Waratahs, um, heading over to Hamilton for the uh, the, the Chiefs game. But uh, Moana bash over and, and up seventeen 0 after twenty minutes, but uh, the Waratahs come back into it. So it's only 17-14 at half time. Um, Moana really would have uh, wanted uh, wanted to sort of stretch that lead or, or not at least not give up so much of it. Then in that second half, Moana, 70% of the territory, it's all played in the Waratah's half. Um, sure it's about 50-50 possession, but they're playing in the right end of the pitch, but the um uh the uh, the the uh well the tip tackle again um another yellow that could have been red um by um, Fanganuku uh and then he couldn't get over to um uh, to score the try and well whilst, whilst he was off the yellow card. The Waratahs scored two tries on the wings, and uh, that basically wins the game for the um, the Waratahs, uh, twenty to twenty-six. Again, that yes, Moana, uh, they got away on them. Basically, this was one that they definitely were in it and definitely could have got the win. Fourteen turnovers to nine um, doesn't re- doesn't really help them. Didn't help themselves, but it really was those two tries, join the yellow card, where the Waratahs um, won this one with only thirty percent territory in that second half. Clearly, when they got into the um, The Moana's half, they got the points and got the job done quickly. Uh, So, well done to the Waratahs, the most surprising team this season, and with no wins last year, definitely picking up the most improved team in the end-of-season awards, you've got to say. Um, After that, we had, obviously, the um, Chiefs versus the Brumbies, and I've realised I've not uploaded the um, the two videos that I'm going to play you because uh, obviously I was there um, uh, for this one where the Brumbies put on a fantastic uh, show of uh, how to be how to score um, well basically how to manage a game use scoreboard pressure to your advantage um, and uh, and you really sort of uh, and really control a game so let's hear um, from the uh, Brumbies uh, from the post-match um, interviews I so think that's trying to bring it up. Damn yeah, that's
1: the bounce against sides. How satisfying was that one against a very good Chiefs team at home? Yeah, yeah, you said it. Very good side. A lot of respect for them. And um, just pleased, you know, it was a tough... Uh, we played last Sunday against the Hurricanes. Tough game. Um, and then, uh, you know, long trip over here to Hamilton from Canberra. Anyone who's done it will tell you that it's a, a difficult trip. But I'm um, just pleased with how we focus on our recovery, know their detail and where they're executed um, yeah, playing really well. What was the key to putting this game away? Because they never certainly went, went away in this one. So what was the key to, to burying them in that second half? Uh, I think in these games you just got to win the physical contests, and, and we did that. You know that was that was the reality. Um, it's, it's, there's no rocket science. You just got to um, front up, roll your sleeves up, and and, uh, and attack, carry hard, make sure you're accurate and urgent on your clean-out, and defensively um, look to dominate through um, through the collision area as well. But I thought our kicking game tonight through you know, Whitey and, and Longers uh, was, was world class. Nick, how important to use this as a launching
2: pad for a couple of weeks games to Crusaders and Blues for you guys? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it was good to come over here. Obviously we, we knew the, the hard work that was going to be in to get a result out there and we certainly know we've played a game uh, against the Chiefs and yeah, it sets us up to go, go home. Like we're going to have to go up again, you know, the Crusaders and Blues. Are, doesn't get any tougher than that, so um, we're in a good spot. But no illusion of the to what sort of hard work we're going to have to um, go through over the next couple of weeks. But you know, we'll we we'll go home as Dan said. The travel, um, short turnaround again. We'll recover well and, and, and know that we've got to. Yeah, it's awesome to go home and play those two sides at home.
0: You, you've got a bit of reputation for always going for the corner, and yet in this game, equal number of tries. It was your penalties, four four kicks kicks over goal, which really kind of won it from a scoreboard point of view. Uh, is that we see a maturing of your kind of game plan and sort of managing the game from the from the
1: uh, I think uh, it's you know, these games have uh, curtain and raised in the finals footy really, aren't they? And, and you've got to take the points when they're on offer. Um, you know, if it's, if it's round one or two, you, you probably kick to the corner and, and back on We scored a wall try tonight through through hour but um, uh, you know the reality is you've got to put scoreboard pressure on and. And once we skipped out to 17, it was always going to be pretty difficult from there in that last 10 minutes. But, um, yeah, so, no, I was really pleased with the decisions that we made and then that maturity that um, we had in our decision-making around when to take the corner and when to go for points.
0: Congrats. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. on the win and see you at Mount Smart
1: in a couple
0: of weeks. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So, yeah, so I hope to be at Mount Smart for the Mono Pacifica versus uh, Brumby's game there, but you see that my question there for them um, around that, yeah, they do have the reputation for kicking to the corner, and we've seen it in the past that they just don't do that. Um, if you want to watch the whole of the post-match interviews, um, then uh, they're available over on patreon.com forward slash enter sport radio. Uh, you can watch them or listen to them as a podcast as well. Um, for supporters, um, I've also included in there. Uh, so I did also ask them, uh, ask Dan McKellar there about some um, his uh, some 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 words on uh, Pete Samu uh, as it was his 50th cap for um, the uh, for the Brumbies. Um, I also had a chat with him as well and uh, with Pete Samu about 50 caps and what it meant uh, meant to him. Um, that's all available. I say over there on Patreon.com/slash NZ Sport Radio. Um, but yeah obviously very happy there and look they talk about needing that physical confrontation um and uh they're kicking uh as being um key parts of that um so let's hear uh, the other side uh of the um story uh, which uh, comes from sharing the wrong piece there um which comes obviously from from uh, clayton mcmillan uh, and also sam kane on on their thoughts of it and again this is an edit- edited bit of that interview, the whole thing is available over on New Zealand Sport Radio. Just within
2: that
1: 80 minutes, why do you think you weren't quite able to to get over the line tonight? Uh, side who sort of with us with their kicking game. Um, At times we dealt with it pretty well, but um, it was just so relentless and accurate. It was probably the best box kicking display I've seen for a long time. There was just so much snow on it when you catch it there's somebody on you straight away pressure appreciate that breakdown you just don't get any ability to to play off that. Um, so you know, they were they were more accurate um, for larger portions of the game. Otherwise I thought it was a, you know, a fairly even contest we had our moments. Yeah Sam you've certainly never out at all in that 80 minutes, but a few errors I
2: suppose crept in, in that second half, would it be fair to say just a little bit of inconsistency? Yeah I think um, in this kind of like pretty much any footy but like we're really seeing if you look back where tries come from where the source of the ball comes from often it's from one team's errors and we had um, too many sort of forcing offloads um, there was a really greasy pull out there tonight but we forced a little bit too much some passing was inaccurate and because of the pressure they were putting us under from the kicking game when we tried to play a little bit too much rugby inside our own half they were able to either force those errors or, or win a penalty, and it was pretty, um, it was, we used were clinical, oh, I was pretty clinical from them. Um, I was pretty proud of the way that we, like, you know, wrote right measures about like winning the next moment, and you're never out of it as long as you just focus on what you can control next, and we felt there's a real lift in the team after Peter Gus scored at the back of that line and we were starting to find bends, and, um, they were just sort of hanging in there, but then again, they were able to want a penalty from from our ball and get down and score a penalty off that. Yeah, uh, they just managed to keep the scoreboard ticking over and um, you
0: know, they were good. So, yeah, you can see something out there, um, keeping the scoreboard ticking over, which I think was that, that game management, the right choice of... Right, right time to take the three points rather than go to the corner. And really, really mature game management by that Brumbies team. So I think they're going very, very well. Pardon me. I mean, the, uh, the Chiefs did look good in the sec- in uh, times in the second half where they kept the ball in hand. Unfortunately, far too many passes hit the grass. 16 turnovers turned out um, by the Chiefs in this one. to only seven um, by the Brumbies. That was the key stat that jumped out at me. Uh, And the thing that I I saw about all those passes hitting the grass, the reviewer says uh, in the um, live chat on YouTube, um, that's the most points the Brumbies have scored in New Zealand since 2002. So yes, this yeah the Brumbies team is the real deal. They're heading in the right direction. Uh, Obviously, two massive games coming up in the next two weeks against the Crusaders, then against the Blues. The Crusaders on their fourth game on the road. Um, So yeah, a bit of a tough schedule for the uh, Crusaders. Uh, Obviously. Uh, in we're in um western australia um up against um the fourth and we'll talk about that one later but um, yeah a cracking um uh, performance um – by we'll actually talk about that next uh by the Brumbies. Um really anyone who doubted that um, uh, from just the Australian games um well boy oh boy uh, we know they're definitely um in it uh, in it now so um yeah the Brumbies um uh, really proving us uh, how, how good they are. And they're not just that line out more kick kick-to-the-corner team um, that, uh, that, that we've seen before. But in that second half, only 29% of the territory. Um, and, um, and yet um, they scored two tries uh, and knocked over a couple of penalties as well, um, which uh, were, which is the same as the, uh, um, the Chiefs did. They only scored two tries in that second half but didn't knock over any penalties. Um, and you can see just how well um, they uh, um, they 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 have done um, on that uh, in, in that half hour they managed the game. Um, moving on then to the um, Force versus the Crusaders. Um, this one was what fifteen fifty three. Look, the Force, I guess, were kind of were competitive for the first forty odd minutes, weren't they? Um, 18-8 at half time. Um, Pull it back to 15-18 just after half-time, So within three points. Um, but then boy oh boy, um, did it blow out um after that. Um hat-tricks uh, in the first half for Les and in the second half for Will Jordan. Um, so that's uh, three hat-tricks now um for um the um uh f- for the uh, f- for the for the weekend. Um and again um the crusaders, what they scored um uh, five tries in that second half with only 38% territory. Um, the, clearly, uh, they were, um, whenever they got into um, the uh, forces' territory, they they, uh, they, they finished things off. You don't need lots of territory, lots of time, ball in hand, if you score off a couple of phases. Um, it's only if you have to go through 16, 17 phases, then you have to have that territory and possession um, to, to get the points. So, yeah, the force had more possession, more territory in this game. Um, but uh, just didn't do anyway nearly as much with it. Again, I talked about some um, r- uh, metres per carry for the um, Blues game. In this one, the Force, uh, nearly 300 metres carrying, 114 runs. Um, the Crusaders nearly 550, so about 100, uh, 150 metres more carrying with 105 runs, 10 less runs. Um, again, shows you um, that they were much more effective the crusaders also pass the ball less um as well so um it's not necessarily, uh, attacking free flowing rugby does not necessarily mean more passes um it's about putting players into space uh which the um crusaders clearly managed to do very um very well no cards in this one Wahey! well done guys you both you know, both teams managed to maintain their discipline brilliant um so good to, um, to see uh, that happening um, this weekend. I don't have much more to say about that. Get yep, Crusaders bounce back from the uh, surprise loss to the Waratahs and thump the force. I think pretty much what uh, we really were expecting to happen. Um, again, uh, I guess the only difference, any might be a surprise, they didn't pull away either side of half time. Um, they waited uh, until 40 odd minutes. Um, or 50 odd minutes before before doing that, um, but some um, when will yeah when they did, boy oh boy did they uh, uh, did they rip rip, rip the, the force to pieces. The final game then um, was uh, the Hurricanes versus the Druah. Um I did worry about the Drua coming into this one off the back of playing that game in, Su- uh, in Suva, um, where um, I thought. That, that, yeah, they would find it hard to get up for this game as well. Emotionally, that game, I think, would uh, take a lot away from this team. Um, And uh, boy, oh boy, did the Hurricanes do a job on them. Um, The Druid didn't score uh, until the 67th minute. Obviously, the game was well, well gone um, by then. Um, A hat trick for Josh Morby, so the the fourth hat trick of the um, weekend. Um, I thought hat tricks are supposed to be rare to come by, but there you go um one yellow card um for the um uh, for the, for the hurricanes this one i, I can not remember which uh, uh, that that yellow card but 12 clean breaks to just one um 59% te- possession 76% territory yeah look the hurricanes um uh the, if you want to beat the hurricanes and cause them problems you keep it tight you take it up you um you take them on up front that's not the fiji Drua side is it fiji Drua side VG and Drua are about, uh, yeah, spinning it wide. It's exactly the way the Hurricanes want to play. Um, And uh, 18 turnovers by the uh, VG and Drua. If you're going to give that many broken field opportunities to the Hurricanes, you're going to get hurt. And boy, oh boy, did they get hurt. Um, Interesting to see Owen Frank's back. Uh, One of those, um, I guess, one of those experienced players I was talking about earlier, who's come back. um, I say few and, um, and far between. He came off the bench. Um, to uh, To get some game time um, in this one, uh, yep. Congr- congratulations to the Hurricanes. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not sure we learned much um, from this one. Except Josh, Josh Morby uh, is, uh, is is a promising young player playing very well. Um, and uh, yeah, the Hurricanes, if you give them time and space, will score fantastic tries. And boy, oh boy, they did. Uh, yep. Yeah, so three blowouts in this one. Um, but um, the uh, yeah the, the, the well I guess the the Tars, um up against um, Moana uh, and uh, the Brumbies up against um, the uh, up against the Chiefs uh, get, getting those two kind of Aussie wins uh, that uh, from this one. But I think the Brumbies clearly the one that um, uh, that we're looking forward to next week. Then uh, next weekend then we've got Highlanders versus Western Force. The Brumbies up against the Crusaders. That clearly is the game of the round. So, nine forty-five PM New Zealand time on Friday. That's the game um, that uh, you want to um, make sure you do not miss. Then, boy oh boy, Fiji and Drua versus Moana Pacifica. This is the clearly clearly uh, the Mauna Pacifica will be looking at this one to get their, try and get their second win of the uh, the tournament. Um, the uh, similarly for the Fiji and Drua they will do as well. But um, uh, as the reviewer says, Moana might be favourites to beat the draw now. If this was in um, uh, Auckland, then yes, I'd definitely make them as, as favourites. As it's over in Australia, boy oh boy, um, <laughs> who knows? Uh, it's a real coin flip on this one. It should be a fair, fairly easy, uh, fairly even one, um, but boy oh boy, so that's a very, very hard one um, to pick. Um, Blues then host the Reds and after the Reds performance against the Highlanders that's uh, going to be a tough game for the Reds let's be honest and the Tars then host the Hurricanes uh, that'll be a, 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 an interesting one um, and then finally on Sunday um, the Rebels up against the Chiefs 4pm um, New Zealand time for that one um, Chiefs come off the back of that loss to the Brumbies uh, they will know um, that uh, they really do need a win at the moment because um, guess what The Chiefs and the Waratahs on the same number of points, both on 32 points on the table. Wow, who would have expected that um, at the beginning of the season? Waratahs with seven wins so far this season, zero last year. Um, i say most improved team there. So the Chiefs know um, that it's important for them to get a win. Um, Otherwise, the Hurricanes or the Waratahs or the Reds will be breathing down their neck and uh, trying to steal uh, or try and take away that um, home quarter-final, um, which is going to be all important. Well, actually, perhaps the quarter-final uh, won't be, but I again, mean, it's fourth versus fifth. So, yes, that, for- that quarter-final will be important. That home, home advantage there will be important. Um, and uh, the uh, Chiefs will know now 11 points behind the Brumbies uh, with um, three games to go. that uh, the chance at home semi-final is definitely slipping through their fingers um, or slipping out of their grasp um, at the moment. Um, on that one um Simon said he hopes the uh Drew beat Moana um went in, in for the Pacific Derby ah look clearly um I know the Moana team better than the uh Drew team as I've been up well been to most of their games uh as uh and, and covering them getting doing interviews with them um so uh yeah uh, obviously I, I I will um go the other way but we'll see how how that one actually pans out, and uh, don't forget to check out. Um, I'll be putting my predictions for the next round in the uh, patreoncom forward slash radio and also letting you know how I'm going um, up against uh, the uh, TAB um, with my picks. Um, now uh, it was a bit of an interesting round from a stats point of view. I've been tracking two stats in particular um, this season. Um, That's being the number of scrums per uh, in a game. Um, and also the number of turnovers in a game now, the reason behind that was my theory was that uh, as teams um, play more we should see the number of scrums come down uh, as their uh, as rustiness uh, the connectivity between players etc should improve um, and uh, i thought turnovers would do the same sort of thing as well so um having a um look at uh, um, at that then what we can see with um 12 an average of 12 scrums per game in this last round. That was the lowest with uh, round nine um, there. So a good round for uh, uh, well, a lack of knock-ons um, and uh, looking uh, on that side of things over on the number of turnovers only uh, just under 24 there. Um, so the lowest number of turnovers in a, uh, a weekend. Um, some of the numbers jump out. I mean, the, uh, Brumby's only got seven turnovers, uh, only conceded seven turnovers, whereas the uh, Drua, um, they're conceded 18 turnovers to the Hurricanes. Again, on the uh, scrum side of things, maybe a, a handling thing. The Drua only got four scrums, the Highlanders only got some um, four scrums. So good handling by the Reds and the Hurricanes um, there. 10 for the Waratahs, 10 for the Crusaders. Perhaps not such good handling from the Force and Moana um, in that one. There, so um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Two stats I decided to, to keep track of per game um, during the season uh, has it uh, uh, the, the number of scrums hasn't come down um, as consistently. i was we expecting that like we had 17 um, last um, weekend uh, there in round 11, and average 17 per game as we did in round eight. So uh, it definitely goes back up again, and we'll be interested to see what happens next weekend as um, as, as to how that uh, how that changes. Um, in the uh, live chat, uh, Simon says, "One um, not a real Pacific Island team. It's a New Zealand-owned um, team going and taking New Zealand taxpayers' dollars for Department of Foreign Affairs." Ah, um, look, the players on there are supposedly making themselves eligible for um, Fiji, for sorry, for um, Thomas and Noah or the Cook Islands, uh, not for New Zealand. So, from that point of view. Um, it is a Pacific team. Short sure, the majority of the players uh, are, well, in fact, nearly all the players are New Zealand based, um, and uh, all the games have been in New Zealand. Um, I'm not sure how much of uh, the late what's the for nature of them getting their contract and uh, COVID regulations has been part of that, um, and uh, hopefully we will see them play over in Samoa and Tonga. Uh, in the coming years and hopefully be part of the development pathways for the Samoa and Tonga rugby team, uh, national teams as well, uh, so hopefully they work with them and also the Cook Islands um, for, for that matter. Um, Simon did ask a, uh, a question about um, the uh, possibility of uh, Bay of Plenty uh, taking some of their games to a different location, I've gone and lost where that uh, question was. Um, Simon, so I've got the location, but I had a very quick look on Google Maps during the interviews um, that um, we were, uh, Fakatane uh, is the location he was talking about. I could look on Google Maps at uh, Fakatane's uh, rugby ground because um, I've not been there uh, to see a game myself. But uh, looking at it, look, there's two covered stands. So yeah, clearly um, the, uh, with a bit, a bit of extra um, temporary seating, there's no reason why, or, or even without some extra temporary seating, there's no reason why a NPC game couldn't be um, held there. Um, but um, uh, it's obviously, I say it's a bit, I've not been there, I don't know, um, from that point of view. So maybe Fakutane could be a place that they could host, they could take some games. Um, and um, would be a, a, a good idea to get around the province a bit more. Bay of Plenty is a large um, province, um, let's be honest. Science uh, says, yeah, broadcasting would be an issue. Absolutely, it would be um, on that. Um, but uh, we'll see. Um, but I say, that it looks like the ground could do it. You can always put temporary things in. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, money and effort. How much, how much people want something like that um, to um, actually happen? Who are the decision makers, not just the fans? Um, and let's be honest. Um, there we go folks that's the uh, driving more show for this week um, next week hopefully I'll have um, uh, some help on the show and my throat, throat will be getting quite so dry and uh, quite so sore um, by the uh, 45 minute mark uh, it's a long time to uh, to talk on your own um, but uh, yeah I'll be applying for my media pass for the uh, Pacific Falls for the Black Ferns games and the other international games um, in that one um, and uh, uh, the the um, uh, over the next week. So uh, so yeah I'll, I'll hopefully have some good news and I've actually been accepted um for for next week on that one. Um and um hope you all have a fantastic week. I was I said this last weekend just let you know uh, I was videoing the uh Waihi Bees versus Cobra's bees Cobra's from Tierroa um and uh, I mispronounce that all the time I'm very sorry uh and also Waihee A's against um Waihu um the Bees 19 all cracking game must say uh, the um why he a's against Waihu not so good um a big loss on, on that side of things unfortunately 40 uh 30 something to 15 i think it was um but so uh, yeah uh some uh, some very dusty um, grounds there and uh, uh, let's hope uh, the uh, the players didn't get uh, too scratched up next weekend um i've got uh, my daughters in this so uh, i'll i'll see whether i can get, actually get out to get get out some club rugby and uh, do some videoing uh one of the players at the weekend was uh, did get 50 caps. So, if you want to see my chat with him in uh, the Changing rooms afterwards, um, then you can uh, catch that on our Facebook page, NZ Sport or, or New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, Stephen Harris also got around um, and was at uh, Grammar Tech, uh, and he has a chat with uh, the. Um, not only the, after the men's senior game with uh, very, with coaches and players, but he's also put some chats in there with uh, the um, the ladies from the ladies game um, that also took part. Uh, amazing uh, what uh, the ladies up in Auckland are being asked to do. They had a midweek game, like a Tuesday night game, and then a, Saturday, then a weekend game. Um, so, uh, yeah, hat tip to uh, all the women who are playing up in uh Auckland, because, boy, oh, boy, you're being asked to play a lot of games in a short amount of time, which is uh, really tough, um, and let's be honest. Uh, he also has a little bit of a tour around the Grammar Tech um, club rooms, have a look at the uh, All Blacks jerseys that have been donated to them from their um, ex-players or, or, the, or the club players, uh, and uh, also has a look at some international jerseys and has a chat with them. Uh, come up to the chairman or one of the, the uh, organisers of the club about how the club is going. So check all of that out on the New Zealand Sport Radio Facebook page. Um, And uh, have a great week. Don't forget, on Wednesday night, we have got the standoff show um, where there's uh, a bit of uh, fish food going to be on offer as the Warriors lost to the Sharks. That's a NRL show, uh, 8 p.m. on Wednesday night. Obviously, driving will be back at 8 p.m. on Monday night next week. Have a great week, folks, and uh, stay safe.